What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you're new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our academy as that first link down in the description below. In today's video, we are going over three stocks that I believe are poised for a very strong 2020. We're actually gonna be covering one Canadian dividend stock to start, then we're gonna be bouncing to the US market to cover a couple of tech stocks. One that I think is actually showing a good value right now. The other one is actually, believe it or not, more of a safe play in the tech sector. Let's dive right on into that, guys. If you're enjoying these videos, you appreciate the content, leave a big thumbs up. We're not wasting any time with stock number one, and that is Manulife Financial. The ticker that we're looking at here is MFC.TO. It today pays a dividend of 4.39%. This is, of course, one of our three major insurance providers here in the Canadian market. They do as well do things like wealth management, but very simply, when I look to a company, Manulife, I'm very much considering this a play on the insurance field. And I'd put them up against the likes of, let's say, a Great West Life or a Sun Life. Today, we are talking about Manulife. And why I think that this is a good stock to consider in the year 2022, it really boils down to the interest rate environment that we find ourselves in. And to be completely honest with you, with you guys, when you think about it, the past number of years have been a very non-optimal environment for insurance companies. This also goes actually for financial companies as well. But with the record low interest rates that we've been seeing, this is actually not very favorable for these companies. Now, we all know that the Fed has already come out and stated that they expect about three rate hikes over the coming year. It very well may be more than that. We'll have to wait and see. And of course, this is the US market that we're looking at, the Federal Reserve. But the Canadian market or the Bank of Canada does tend to follow very closely. They basically follow in the footsteps and especially with the inflation numbers that we're seeing, I think it's very fair to assume that we are going to see some rate hikes throughout the coming year and financial companies, insurance companies, there is a very close relationship. They're very sensitive to these increases in the rate hikes. This actually ends up affecting their profitability quite well. Reason being is that to understand how a company like Manulife operates, it's not rocket science whatsoever, but they're basically collecting all these premiums. People are writing policies. They're gathering all this money and they essentially are gonna put it aside for down the road when they do need to pay that out. And again, a good portion of that is gonna get paid out, but this money that they have aside, this big pool of cash, and we're talking here billions of dollars, this money doesn't just sit as cash. Like it doesn't literally sit there as dollar bills and, and cash because that would just be a massive waste. This cash here is actually what would be known as the float. And this money that they have set aside, it actually gets invested. Now it gets invested very, very conservatively, albeit very, very conservatively, but actually they are earning some sorts of returns, very minimal on this massive pool of money. Well, as rates increase, that simply means that the money that they have invested here, they can be generating higher and higher yields. And if it's a quarter percentage point or a half percentage point of additional return they're getting, when we're talking about billions and billions of dollars, that actually has an impact on the company's bottom line. Again, to take a look at the inflation numbers, I think it's very fair to say and expect that we are gonna see some rate hikes over the coming year and that should benefit a company like Manulife very well. Not to mention, of course, this is just one of the best dividend paying stocks here in Canada. Currently, as I said, yielding 4.39%, they're growing this dividend very aggressively. So not only are you getting the nice starting yield, but they're growing it somewhere in the ballpark of about 10% compounded over the past five years. We see, for example, their latest increase, a nice one of 12% in year 2022. I anticipate this continuing in the coming years. This is a dividend that I would very much consider a very secure one, pretty much across all metrics that I look for. For example, a payout ratio of 43%, we can give that a big check mark. If we wanna compare that up 
against, let's say, free cash flow. They generated $20.7 billion in free cash flow last year. Hey, they paid out $2.1 billion in dividends over the last year. I give that a massive check. To me, this is close to a no-brainer if you are wanting some dividend income and you can just add throughout the year. There hasn't been too much movement in the share price in terms of capital growth. They're kind of trading within a range, but you are getting some really nice dividend increases. So I think for those couple of reasons, Manulife trading at $25 today, again, our Canadian stock, ticker MFC, I think it's one to consider. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Moving on into stock number two, we are gonna be shifting focus to the US market and actually more focused on a growth stock. It is the company Adobe, ticker ADBE. This is a tech stock that I think gets greatly underappreciated and the shares have actually come down off highs. They're down about 25% sometime over the past few months. And I think it does actually deserve a deeper look. And why I like the company Adobe as a stock to look into in 2022, there's actually a couple reasons, but we'll start with number one, talking about their fundamentals and talking about the financials. Very, very strong metrics across the board. I've highlighted just a couple of things just to make it a little bit easier to look at, but take for example, top line revenue, very strong growth over the past five years in particular, their compound annual growth rate of this over the past three years is at about 20%. So very nice high growing company. They're doing this while maintaining very high margins. Actually, if we pop down to the operating margin, they're actually expanding their margins from about 18% to 30s or mid 30s, let's just call it over the past number of years. They're generating strong income or net income earnings we can look at as well as strong free cash flow generation. We see that very at the bottom. What I like to see here is they're doing all that while decreasing shares. So the number of shares outstanding is decreasing. To me, the numbers are just flat out phenomenal. To be completely honest with you guys, I'm very much liking what I'm seeing from this. I think a big reason for this, which is actually the second reason why I personally like Adobe as a stock to consider, is that over the past number of years, they've made a very pivotal shift in their business model to basically transition everything to the cloud and to these recurring uh, sales. Let's just put it that way. Everything they do is subscription-based. We can almost look at it, I mean, it's very fair to look at it as a SaaS business model, software as a service. If you go to their website, you're gonna see all types of products offerings. So you can have basically all your different needs in the market, but all of these are charged on a monthly or an annual subscription sale. For those that have been following Adobe for a while or just flat out, you know, lived for a little while, you know that that's very different from the traditional model of going to your Best Buy or going to, you know, the store, buying a physical DVD and going to put that on your computer. 
everything is done on a monthly subscription. And I'm one of the users who just pays month after month after month for my Photoshop, whatever the case is. This change in business model has very much reflected itself in the numbers. This is just over the past year, but in 2021, they posted a record year. Again, this is growth of about 23%, pulling in $15.8 billion in revenue, $7.2 billion in operating cash flow, another record year for the company. Meanwhile, as I mentioned, buying back $7.2 million worth of shares. This is a company that I'd say has very successfully transitioned this model into a winning business model in the modern day with the shares down about 25%. I mean, Morningstar actually has them valued at about a 20% discount at today's dollars, giving them a fair value of about $630 per share. I think the numbers look great. I think that this is a stock to consider. Obviously, I think over the short term, let's say over the next number of months, I think the broader market is more or less gonna dictate what happens because we have started to see a little bit of shakiness in particular in some of our tech stocks. So over the short term, who knows what happens? But just in general, taking a look at the numbers, I think that this is a very stock, fair stock to consider for the long term. Again, trading today at $510 USD. And that's the ticker ADBE. Fun one to consider that I don't think it's the coverage that it should. Moving on to our third stock for the video, another play on the tech sector, another play in the US. And it's funny that I can now consider this a safe stock. I'll define what I mean by a safe stock, but it is the company Apple, ticker AAPL. I haven't talked about Apple in so long, but as of today, they're trading at $172 for, per share. When I see share prices like this, the way my brain works and the way my gut works is when I see a stock shooting this high, it's very hard for me to consider this a safe stock. It's very hard for me to not you know, put my red flags up, but with a company like Apple, I think they have the financial metrics to back this up. A lot of people are saying these days that Apple is over their innovation curve and that they're no longer the innovative company that they once were. I don't tend to agree with that. Maybe so. I mean, definitely comparing back to the Steve Jobs days when they really just, you know, they've changed the world in so many ways. Yeah, they're not as exciting now as they once were, but the company is still innovating. They still have new products in the pipeline actually over the next year or so. They have, of course, their pretty annual September launch of the iPhone 14, which we're expecting. Apple Watch continues to be a great seller. This is their Series 8, which will be coming out. Best-selling watch on the planet, I believe is the case. In late 2022, Apple is working on an augmented virtual reality headset that is rumored to feature a dedicated high-end display built-in processor and iOS or reality operating system input via touch panels, uh, voice activation, yada, yada, yada. High price point around $3,000. Current rumors suggest the launch at the end of 2022. Is the metaverse on the table for Apple? Very likely, I'm sure a company of this size and this scale would not be wanting, not wanting to get their hands in there. But yes, Apple very well could be a play in the augmented reality space. Of course, they have things like the Apple car, which is really not so much a rumor anymore. I'm pretty sure we're all familiar. We've all heard about the Apple car. Well, yes, they are absolutely working on it. I think it's more about the logistics of coming, you know, coming to market with it and how that's gonna work. But nevertheless, is Apple stopping innovating? I mean, that's a decision for you. I don't think that's the case. More importantly, actually to me, why I like this stock in year 2022, despite all the success, despite the amazing share performance of the company Apple, I'm actually gonna talk about something I heard from PPC Ian, uh, Ian LaPooch, which is another YouTuber that I love watching and he's actually one of our presenters, luckily enough, with our academy students. And about a month ago, he said something in one of our presentations that really stuck out with me. He said that we live in a winner takes all society. Basically saying that when a company reaches such and such a scale and such and such size, such 
influence and power, there is kind of like this tipping point where they almost get to, I don't want to say untouchable and that it's, um, yeah, that's not the word to use. But when you have this much power and influence, not only do you dominate your market and your niche and your area, when you have so much money and so much influence, you then start to kind of expand your wings and expand the branches and start kind of fiddling in other areas and different areas of the market. Apple is very much at that point. Now there are other companies that I would very much consider at this point, but why this is important to me in the modern day is again, let's talk about things like inflation. And you know, clearly again, no one's here to argue that the inflation numbers aren't here. A lot of companies are really feeling the wrath of their input costs going up, of the raw goods and materials going up. And it's very much putting a lot of strain on the company. And hey, maybe we continue to see this over the coming year. Well, with a company like Apple, if their parts and little pieces of metal and plastic go up over in China, is that going to cripple the company? I'd go as far as saying it's actually not even going to affect them whatsoever. Apple already prices their products so high. It's a premiumly priced product. Their margins are not like razor thin like other companies. In many cases, they'll just be able to simply pass that through to the consumer. And people loving Apple so much, they're just going to buy it regardless if it's $1,000 or $1,100, you get what I'm saying. The size and the scale almost mitigates against that. On top of that, let's look at the scenario where interest rates increase. If Apple looks at their business, if they take a look at the balance sheet or the debt that they have outstanding, which is something that's very manageable for them, if they have some variable rate notes, if they have some uh, products or some debt-like products where the rates are gonna tick up a little bit, is that going to affect Apple really at the end of the day? Again, maybe if you're a smaller company, you're just getting off the ground, you have all this big debt burden, your cash flows aren't nice to basically finance that and support that, well then a tick up in the interest rates can really impact a business like this. Apple, I just saw an article today, they're sitting on nearly $200 billion of cash on hand. That's literal cash on hand. They're going to be just fine. Again, I very much resonate with Ian's approach and his philosophy on this winner take all society. You can agree, you can feel free to agree whether or not and go check out his channel if you haven't already because I'm just kind of regurgitating what he's saying, but I absolutely believe that's the case. Now, even with all this scale and size for a premium stock like this to be trading at a PE of 30, I think this is very, very fair. Is it a deep discount? Is it a discount of stock like Adobe? Absolutely not. The shares are down actually just a modest 5% to kick off the year. But hey, this is a stock that I will absolutely be monitoring over the coming year. If bigger drops come, I'm gonna be a buyer of the dips. Apple's been a stock that I've owned for a number of years. It's a proven winner. It's honestly one of my favorite companies out there, not even from a stock market perspective uh, in terms of their, their share price and whatnot. It's just one of my favorite companies out there. I like the culture. I like the leadership. I'm a big fan of Apple. You may be an Android person and hey, good for you. Google's another very good stock to buy right now, just FYI, but we're talking about Apple. Today, the shares trade at $172 and that would be my video for you guys today. Three stocks that I think are poised to do well in 2022. If you guys enjoyed the video, please take a moment and give a thumbs up. If you appreciate the content, the constant content that's been coming out this year and the stock picks, the stock ideas, all I ask is you drop a big thumbs up. I'm curious to know what kind of stocks you guys are looking at and feel free to leave them down below. If you're not already subscribed, take a moment and subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. And as always, we do have our investing academy. So if you're looking for courses and training in the stock market, you wanna learn more, you're very, very new, you're more experienced, you're more advanced, click the first link down below to see what we have to offer. That's the Investing Academy. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.